Welcome to the Lafkate podcast. Lafkate is a seasoned teacher of the Word of God, an author and pastor of Vision Impact Church, a thriving church in Ghana. And now, today's message. What we are going to look at today is Christ revealed. Christ revealed. To reveal is to make something known. To make something known. Disclose something. Make it obvious. So this morning, I want to submit to us that Christ, which we all know already as the anointed one of God, is revealed in our midst. Christ is revealed in your heart. He is revealed in my heart. Christ is an open-ended book. He wants to be an open-ended book for all to read. He wants you to know him, so he is no more a secret. When the time came to their fulfillment, God revealed Christ to us. <laughs> Amen. Okay. So, the first segment on the Christ revealed that I'm going to look at today is Christ is revealed in his own speeches. The speeches Christ made tells us who Christ is. When something is revealed, as I told you, it's on exhibition, it's on display, it's in full view, it's for everyone, there's no secret again. Amen? Amen. If I keep my mouth closed, you will not know me. When I begin to speak, you would have seen me, but you don't really know me. But when I begin to talk to you, then you begin to have some idea who I am. And the longer you stay with me, the more you walk with me, the more you get to know who truly I am. Amen. So Christ Jesus revealed himself by speaking so many things, but there are seven things that Christ said that makes us know who is Christ. And it will make us see that Christ is God. The anointed one is the God we are all seeking. Last week or so, we read from Acts chapter 17, when Paul went on one of his missionary journeys, and he got to Athens, and he realized that the people had so many idols, and on one of the idols, they wrote to an unknown God. And he said, the God you worship as an unknown God is the one. So he started preaching from that premise to reveal to them Christ, who they are looking for, but they do not know. What a privilege for us to hear from God's own mouth. He wants to reveal himself so that when we walk around and call ourselves children of God, we will know who is the God we are talking about. And we will have the understanding that the God we are talking about revealed himself in Christ Jesus. Amen. Open your Bibles with me, please. To John, chapter 8, and verse 58. Very truly, I tell you, Jesus answered, before Abraham was, I am. Before Abraham was, I am. 
Hallelujah. So what is, what is Jesus talking about? In fact, this is the statement Jesus made which angered the Jewish people. You are not even yet 50 years. <laughs> and you are saying before Abraham was, not I was, but I am. That is very annoying. That is very annoying to a mature mind, to an intelligent mind, to a religious mind. That is blasphemy indeed. But Jesus, at this point, was wanting the Israelites to know that he is the creative force. He is the creator. It is through him that all things exist. And without him, as he said in John chapter 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. All things were made through the word. Nothing was made without the word. So what Jesus was saying to the Jewish people and saying to us is that he had been and is from the beginning before the beginning. And he is the creator of all things. But this annoyed the Jewish people. However, Jesus was saying before Abraham was, and yet Jesus did not reveal himself. He did not make himself known to Abraham as I am. That is recorded in the Bible. He did not do that. Further on in Exodus chapter 3 was when now Jesus will reveal himself as I am. Open your Bibles to Exodus, please, and we'll read a few scriptures. We all know the story in Exodus chapter 3, hopefully. So this one day, Moses was about his business, taking care as a shepherd of his father-in-law Jethro's business, his sheep. And whilst he was tending the sheep, the Bible said he saw bush, a bush on fire, and yet the fire was not consuming the bush. The bush did not burn out. It wasn't burnt, but it was burning. And so Moses became curious, and he went close to see what is that? What is happening? What an awesome sight. By the time he got there, he heard a voice calling his name and saying, Moses, you are standing on holy ground. Take off your sandals. So he went through all that. And then eventually, let's go to verse 14. Before 14, God started to talk to Moses and say, I will send you to the Israelites. I have heard their groaning and their cry, the oppression they are under. I am sending you to go and deliver them. Now Moses began to shake, to waver, to wonder, who am I for a voice to send me to these great people who are already under oppression? So Moses started asking questions. Finally, he said, if I go, and they say, what is the name of the God who sent me? That is why names are so important. What should I say to the people? Verse 14, God said to Moses, I am who I am. Tell them my name is I am. So it means that when Jesus said before Abraham, it means before Abraham, he was still I am. He was, I am because in Genesis chapter 1, nothing was there and he spoke and he said, let there be. He is the one who created all things. He is the one who is all powerful, all awesome. I am. No other God. 
no auntie, no uncle, that is who I am. I am. Go and tell the people I am has sent you. Now, with that encounter, the Jewish people now have understanding because it's recorded about the I am. That this God is so awesome. In fact, when Moses started to leave them, he said, you cannot see my face and live. So they have revered God. To them, God is somebody you cannot see. So how can a human being come on earth and they are looking at this carpenter's son? Who actually is a bastard? He doesn't belong to the carpenter. His mother claims that some Holy Spirit impregnated her. And she gave birth to this bastard. And this bastard is now standing before these religious gurus and telling them, I am before Abraham was. Hallelujah. But this is how Christ decided to reveal himself so that down the ages, we all will believe that Christ is the Messiah. He is the anointed one. He is God. And when we believe, then we know our, our whole being is dependent on him. So Christ revealing himself in speech he revealed himself in seven I am's. This one particular one is not part of it. It's a general I am. Before Abraham was I am. But now Christ is going to tell us in which ways we can take him as our I am. Our anointed one. John chapter 6. John chapter 6. That is the first of the seven I am's. John chapter 6 and verse 35. This discourse went on because in John chapter 6, the Bible says Jesus was preaching someplace and there were so many people, a great crowd, and they were hungry. So Jesus fed them. And anything Jesus does, he does it so that he would teach us something about who God is. Anything Jesus did in the Bible, when you read it, you are reading it because it has been done so that you and I will know something about God. That is how Christ is revealed to us when we see Christ Jesus on the pages of the Bible. So, he fed the people and now Jesus is going to draw a lesson from feeding the people because there was a discourse about the feeding. Then verse 35, Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. Christ Jesus is revealing himself to us on the pages just as he fed the people that day. And the religious mind started to question. And as they questioned him, he started to teach them. He said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never thirst. And I'm sure some of us are saying, are you sure? I have been working with Christ, but sometimes there's no food in the house. Well, I can also tell you I have been working with Christ, and sometimes there's no food in the house. But 
Jesus is not necessarily talking about physical food. Though coming to Jesus brings you provision also of physical food. Because in Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says when God created the heavens and the earth, the first thing he said was light. And the next thing he said was water. He put water in place. And then the third thing he did was to begin to create food. So food is very important component of our lives. And that is why when Satan went to tempt Jesus, he said, if you are the son of God, turn these stones into bread. Because when man is hungry, man must eat. But man does not live by bread (laughs) but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. The Bible says the kingdom of God is not talk, it's power. But in Romans, it says it is not meat and drink. (laughs) The kingdom is not meat and drink. The real food we need is to consume Christ. The Bible says unless you eat my flesh and you drink my blood, you have no part in me. So Christ, when he's saying I am, he says, he's saying I am your sustenance. Make every effort to eat me. <laughs> that brought another, another argument. And the religious people wanted to kill God. In fact, I don't know how they like to kill God. Can you imagine people killing the creator? The one who created you, you can kill your father or your mother. There are knives and cutlasses and pistols and whatever you want to use to kill them. But how can you ever think of killing God? In fact, Peter said it in the book of Acts chapter 2. He said, you kill the author of life. Anytime I read that, I, I don't get it. But men are still crucifying Christ all over again. We crucify him all over again when we throw off the bread. When we stab the one who feeds us. When we hate him. When we arrogantly think we can do life in our own power. But he said, I am the bread of life. He's inviting us to the table to feast with him. He's inviting us day after day. Come, my children, come. Come and buy and eat. In Isaiah chapter 55, he said, come. Come. Come to the table. You don't have to buy. He said the food is free. The food is free. I am the bread of life. Christ is revealed as bread. When we think of bread, our struggles of this life is to feed our flesh. It's okay to feed your flesh. But Christ says, see me as the bread of life. Eat my flesh. Drink my blood. That is the real life. That is what will secure you a place for this life and for all eternity. I am the bread of life. Two. I am the light. What does light do? I want you to meditate on these things as I leave them with you. John chapter 8 and verse 12. I am the light of the world. I am. I came so you will be able to maneuver. You will be able to navigate. You will be able to find direction. I will give you exposure. The Bible says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. 
When you go to verse 3 of John, let me quickly read that. He says, he says, in him was life. In Jesus Christ, the one who is revealing himself as I am to us. I am the light of the world. He said, in him was life. And the life in Christ is the light of men. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? He's saying to us, if you make me your life, I will guide you. I will show you the way. I will give exposure. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 1, there was darkness. The world was dark and empty and void. The world was just without form. But when he said, let there be light, darkness was pushed off. When you make the I am the light of the world your, your light, your life, you are Christ, you are Messiah, you are anointed one, you are Lord. You know what happens? This light is not the daylight. This light is the light that shines in your heart and in your mind. Ephesians chapter 1, Paul was praying from verse 17. He was asking that God will open the eyes of our understanding. Are you too religious to see that Christ is able to impart light into your understanding? That Christ is able to guide you in that work you are doing so that you will excel in your education so that you can have better understanding than your lecturers and your teachers? When I was in school in England, I was the only black girl in my class. And, and sometimes my lecturers would come to me and ask me to... to one particular South African lecturer, white lecturer, he, she, she liked to always say, be my watchdog. I thought it was a racist statement. And then they will ask me, even the heads of the school, they will call me, not knowing they were seeing something in me. You are not inferior to the great minds of the world. I said, you cannot be inferior to the great minds and the great men and women who shake the systems of the world. You are not inferior. God is raising up a people who would determine to follow the Christ revealed, to follow the I am the light of the world. Do you belong to this world? He said, this world is a very dark place. I will be your light. I will give you exposure. I will expose light on darkness. Because of you, the Bible says when the children of Israel, the Hebrews were in Egypt, as one of the judgments, darkness was everywhere. But the children of Israel were in Egypt, but they did not live in darkness. Only their city Goshen, there was always light. How about that? How about getting excited? You say, Pastor, will I eat that? The word of God, Christ revealed, when we begin to take in, not understand, receive. Understanding is very important. But receive and accept and believe the word of God. The word of God is what will begin to bring us transformation. And we do not live our lives conformed to this world. But we live our lives as ambassadors. We live above the terrain of earth. Christ said, I am the light of this world. I am the light. Hallelujah. Who are you following? Are you still groping in the dark? It is a curse which comes from sin. To continue to be a Christian and you get up and you are confused. 
Confusion is not of God. He has not given us the minds to be confused. He has given us a mind. When you have the mind of Christ, you know where to go. There's so much opportunity in this world today for you to shine. There's so much opportunity. There's, you see, when we talk like this, I want to talk about business opportunities. But I want to also talk about spiritual opportunities. Opportunities to be great. Opportunities to enter places. Opportunities to do great work. Opportunity, it doesn't matter what work you are doing. That same work is what the Christ will use. He will use that same work to talk about the kingdom of God. He says, he, you will be his disciples. You will be we shall be his disciples, not we will do his disciples. We shall be his disciples all over the world. It means our character will shine because the light of Christ is shining in us. Hallelujah. Number three, John chapter 10. And let's please look at verse 9. Number three. I am the gate. I am the gate. In this translation, it says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me or through me, he will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. Oh. <laughs> the word of God is, is exciting. I am the gate. If you walk around and you say, my, my God, my Lord, in this world, there are gates and there are doors. I remember being in Austria. And when I was going to Austria, it was tough for me to get the visa. Finally, I got the visa and I went to Austria. Not the Austrian visa, but visa to England. And finally, I got the visa and I was through England to Austria. After my studies, I needed to come back to England. And I was going to England and I was refused the visa when I went to the embassy. This is one scripture. And I want you to turn your Bible with me to the book of Isaiah chapter 45. You see, <laughs> I love the word of God. And we all have to fall in love. And when you hold on to the word of God, it will carry you anywhere. I said the word of God will carry you anywhere. Any gate that shuts before you shall be opened. You see, it is only by the word of God. You see, this thing, it works so. It, it works. See, from verse 1, Isaiah 45. It says, this is what the Lord says to his anointed. Remember, Christ revealed. It's the same anointing that raised Christ from the dead. If you are a believer, that same anointing, that same spirit raises you up as a champion on earth. Amen. So now God goes out of his way to look for an unbeliever. This king called Cyrus is an unbeliever. He's a Gentile. But God says, I've placed my anointing on Cyrus. <laughs> and I've given him a place of authority. He says, I've taken hold of him to subdue nations before him. And to strip kings of their armor. To open doors before him. So that gates will not be shut. Hallelujah. I will open doors before you and no gate will be shut before you. Christ Jesus is revealed as a gate through which we will go in and out and we will find pasture. Whether you are inside there's pasture or outside there's pasture because he is the gate. 
And any gate that seeks to close before you, when you know Christ as the gate, then you say, my Lord and my God, I need to go to this very place. It is becoming impossible. Since, you see, the gate is personified. Christ is the gate. It's not something somewhere that somebody will open for you. But if you know Christ Jesus as Lord and Savior, you carry the gate around with you. God bless you for listening to this message. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows.